0: okay well i think we should dive in to who we are and what we do um so my name's jesse mm, yes and i'm aaron and, and uh, we're are, the cage queens oh fuck i forgot we were doing that <laughs> should we do it again no no okay. <laughs> You don't have to. You don't want to. Fuck it. Anyways, so The Cage Queens is a podcast about the one and only Nicolas Cage. Um, So what we are going to be doing is we are going to go through every single one of his movies and we're going to watch it. And this podcast is going to be our reflection about the movie. And so it's just going to be a bunch of shit talking recapping and you know fangirling over (laughs) Nicolas Cage
1: yeah I don't know why we ever I don't know what possessed us in the first place to ever like get into to Nick Cage I don't I don't remember I just remember us hanging out and it just being a thing
0: yes I think back in like 2016 Nicolas Cage was a thing for everybody <laughs> like okay, I remember that's when like his memes and everything like started to become really popular it might have been even earlier than 2016 um, because I remember that everyone had Nick Cage memes and everyone was just kind of obsessed with his eccentric vibes because he's such a fucking goon And so I think we started to have like, you know, meme back and forths with him. And ever since then, we've kind of said, like, when we're hanging out, hey, let's watch a Nick Cage movie. (laughs) And then from there, we just kind of, you know, blossomed.
1: But, you know, I couldn't uh, really tell you what Nick Cage movies we even watched. I don't remember any of them. So good
0: thing we're watching them again.
1: We were watching them and paying attention to them. Yes, exactly. I mean, Take, taking
0: notes. Um, yeah. So listeners of this podcast are probably going to have to be Nick Cage fans in order to enjoy this. If you don't enjoy Nick Cage, you won't enjoy this podcast. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I mean and you don't have to enjoy him as an actor I think we ironically enjoy him we enjoy making fun of him we do not think in the slightest sense that he is you know the ideal actor can you hear pumpkin she's she's disagreeing with it was. me she's like uh-huh. bitch calm the fuck down nick cage is the ideal actor what are you saying <laughs> um we just think he's a funny guy
1: he he has his own flair that he really brings yeah. to it and and that's I've, like was the thing i was actually gonna bring up about his very first piece of work you you could really get the original sense of of nick Ugh.
0: Yes, you, you knew who this guy was going to, you know, become. And you knew, watching his very first piece of work, this right here is the only star of this <laughs> whole unit of whatever the fuck this thing is about.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty excited to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, I really want to actually kind of dive into who who we are talking about as a man, who <laughs> has an interesting life. So... I can't believe you didn't even pay attention to what day he was born.
0: <laughs> Literally, didn't even look it up. Didn't even like. I was like, "What are some bizarre facts?" And his birthday didn't come up as one. <laughs>
1: Christ. So, yeah, he's turning fifty-seven in twenty twenty-one on January seventh. It's Damn. like my parents' age.
0: I'm pretty close. I was gonna say he is. He's getting grandpa. He's getting he's getting grand he <laughs> Yeah. Oh, another
1: I fun did the round. research. <laughs> All right, so Nicholas Cage as we know him was actually born Nicholas Kim Coppola of the the famous Coppola family. Uh, he was born to August Coppola who's like the brother of Francis Ford Coppola. He's like a famous director. Um and then Joy Vogel sang out not going to try too hard, but she was a dancer and choreographer. I don't really know much about her, but I guess they were divorced in 1976, which means that Nicolas Cage would have been 12 as he was born uh, on January 7th, 1964. Coming up, <laughs> yep. Uh, and he has three brothers or two brothers, he's the youngest of three. So his oldest brother is Mark the Cope Coppola,
0: damn, and, <laughs> who
1: uh. He's an actor, radio personality, and DJ. And I guess he's in some of Nick's movies. So we're going to have to kind of try to keep an eye out for him. Uh, if
0: Is there a family another. resemblance? Is it going to be obvious that that's Nick Cage's brother?
1: I don't know. I might have to point him out to you. I, I don't know what he looks like, honestly. I, I do know what the other brother, Christopher Coppola, looks like. He's a film director and producer um, because... And when, it, when I was looking all this shit up, uh, he was featured in an episode of Cats 101 because he has a Burmese <laughs> cat
0: that Damn. rides in a motorcycle.
1: And as I was doing the research, I figured out that his cat died earlier this year. It's so fun. no, I want to send you. I'm just going to send you the Facebook page for it so you can see what he looks like. He's so cute.
0: Oh, stop! He's so sweet! It's a little black cat, and he looks like a bad boy.
1: (laughs) Yep, that was Otto. He used to just ride all over the country with uh, Christopher.
0: Wow. May he rest in peace. What a legend.
1: All right back into business yeah. uh, so <laughs> after we boy, had our
0: moment of silence for that brave little biker cat yeah
1: uh sorry boy nick he has two kids um that we're aware of uh <laughs> his, his uh, older one is weston coppola cage uh who was born in 1990 to christina fulton who was not married to nick cage i mean not like that's important but um you're going to see why I'm making that distinction later. Uh, but his son Weston uh, apparently was in some black metal bands uh, and has two kids. So we know he's Wait, great.
0: The this, this son, remember when like, memes started coming out about like, Nicolas Cage has a goth son and it's like yes, Nick Cage and I would uh, probably, the kid. Oh yeah. Yeah, be, like,
1: hardcore. I listened to some of the music. It's alright. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean it's not like
0: it could be worse. Yes. Could be worse. Could be worse. Okay. But I mean Me. like,
1: you know, right right crowd kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I kinda um, got into it. Is it just him or does he have a band?
1: And what is said He has a band. Like he's the lead singer. Uh he was the first band was Eyes of Noctum and they only released one album and I listened to a couple songs of that.
0: Uh, no, I mean like it was alright. Yeah, <laughs> you did I'm your like, you did your digging. Like I did, you did all well, I when I saw that he was
1: in black metal bands, I was like, Well, I gotta try this out this. <laughs> I gotta so know.
0: Like, I gotta know if I gotta, you know, add this to my Spotify playlist. <laughs> that
1: was really what I was going into, yeah. And then the second was Arshanubis which was actually I was kind of into that, but it wasn't on Spotify. I had to listen to it on YouTube and I was like, mm, not really
0: gonna make it. the effort.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so then uh Nick's other kid is Cal Al Coppola Cage, who was born in 2005. I probably said that wrong because um, he named his son after Superman. So... Cal-L. Cal-L? Cal-L. But anyways, he had that one child with Alice Kim who he was married to, I believe. Mm. Oh, fuck. Well, that's not in my notes. I'm pretty sure he was married to her. I didn't apparently write that one down because he was married four times. And I only, oh, yeah, he <laughs> was married four times, and I only marked his longest and his shortest marriage. Mm-hmm. So his longest marriage was Patricia Arquette, um, and that lasted less than six years. And then his shortest was to Erica, Koi, K I, whatever, um, which was annulled after four days.
0: Holy so... fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Do you think it was yeah. like a he got married in Vegas and it was like a stripper and then he's like, oh, <laughs> he
1: got in Vegas. <laughs> I don't know much about her. Um, I just found it really funny. Uh,
0: he so went- is our man single as as of now? He is no I longer married to his last of four.
1: He's not married. Don't know if he's dating anybody. I didn't go that far into the research to see if he's currently attached
0: Uh, Rico Shibata and Nicolas Cage have been dating since 2020 I literally have no idea how legitimate this is but that's what the first thing on Google says so apparently Nicolas Cage is a a taken man but not married so I know
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't want to date him. Uh, In my research, I had read that he was arrested in New Orleans for suspicion of domestic abuse and battery, disturbing the peace and public intoxication against, I think, somebody who he was dating at the time. And uh, he was held in police custody on an $11,000 bail, which was posted by Dog the Bounty Hunter. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, this was in 2011, like, when he was having financial problems, probably. Mm. I mean, I think he's been having financial problems for a long time. But uh, I just found it hilarious that his bail was posted by Dog the Bounty Hunter.
0: That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, um, th- a lot of my research was just about how much, um you know debt nicholas cage has accrued because he does spend his money on ridiculous things one of them which might be why he named his son after superman was like one of the first superman comics um and i didn't see how much it was but it was like in his top expenses he's bought in like a a Tyrannosaurus Rex or something's, like, skull. But it was, like, $275,000, but apparently it was, like, stolen, and so he didn't get to keep it. He had to give it back. (laughs) Um, One thing that I'm very excited about is he bought this, like, tomb, um, which is at, like, a cemetery, and no one knows if it's, like, just kind of like his like you know waiting to hold his body or what but it's in new orleans and so people can like go and visit it and i was like fuck road trip here we come gonna see <laughs> nick cage's future burial site um but yeah, he's just bought a lot of like random shit. Like he's bought like albino cobras too and he's li- he kept the um <laughs> he kept the um like um antivenom like in his house just in case they got rowdy and some <laughs> some unconfirmed source says he uses them for like sex stuff. <laughs> it's like, "Oh my god, what the fuck?" <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he's um he's into weird things. Um, not surprisingly, because he's a very weird man.
1: <laughs> Did you have anything else that you wanted to say about our our boy?
0: I was <sighs> just looking up. I don't think so. I mean, oh, his uh Superman comic was one point six million dollars. Oh that's be- a lot for a comic book.
1: Okay, I'll I'll give a. Two more cents about, like, just his career, basically. Um, he has 34 awards total that I know of, based on what I found on Wikipedia. And uh, they're mostly, like, small-time awards of weird shit I've never heard of. Um, but his major awards, he has an Academy Award, a Golden Globe, and a Screen Actors Guild Award, all for his role in Leaving Las Vegas, so...
0: I mean really only Oh, one. you and I started watching that one once. Did we? That was one about it was like a story about him being an alcoholic in Las Vegas. Hmm. But we That's never true. finished it because it we were tired <laughs> and we went to bed and we're like we'll finish this on our own time and I don't think either one of us did. <laughs>
1: That also sounds
0: right. because I remember uh, that was like one of his most like critically acclaimed films, and we're like, why haven't we seen this yet? And we watched yeah. it, and we're like, oh,
1: it wasn't a wild. <laughs> it American wasn't.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, it clearly didn't captivate us enough to to stay awake and continue to watch the whole thing. Yeah.
1: He also he got
0: his Hollywood
1: Walk of Fame star in 1998, um, and he changed his name, obviously, from Coppola to Cage, which was inspired by Luke Cage from Marvel Comics.
0: Damn. So we got a, he's a, a comic fanatic. <laughs>
1: he is a huge comic fan, which, I mean, makes sense, I guess, is why he ends up as Ghost Rider. Oh, he made a, and read that he also made a comic with his son, I think the the one that's in the band's.
0: Oh, the preferred yeah. son.
1: The older one. Well, the other one's only 15 now. so I
0: know. I was going to say 2005? Like, that's not that old. It's a no, teen. He,
1: like, just turned 15 in October. Um.
0: Yeah, last thing I found was that his net worth is 25 mil. Which is actually... I thought it was going to be higher. <laughs> um... Had a lot of
1: debts to pay.
0: Yeah. He's worth more to me. So <laughs> I was disappointed in that number. That's all that matters. Yes. But anyways. So, yep. That's just a bunch of random shit. And I guess we'll jump in. We're going to talk about
1: his, fir- first two, his, ver- <laughs> his first two pieces of, of work because they're small and we can just kind of talk about them quickly and then before we get into his real real roles where he's a featured player in a big movie or whatever Uh, so his first one is the best of times which is a failed pilot from 1981 uh starring Crispin Glover who I didn't really know who he was like it just didn't click because I'm not very good at remembering actors and names and faces and whatever and plus he didn't look familiar at all his eyes though were like creepy as hell uh, i mean like staring into him like, like he yeah. just pierces you through the tv and like later i looked it up and he did you ever watch the charlie's angels movies with like cameron diaz and drew barrymore uh no but Damn. i heard of
0: him <laughs> yeah, yeah i must mean he's in them
1: he plays like he plays the thin man which is this like creepy dude who has, mm. like, black hair that's, like, parted down the middle and he, like, like, is obsessed with Drew Barrymore's character. I think and he, like, steals a lock of hair or whatever. Or maybe it's Lucy Liu's character. He's like, steals a lock of hair and he, like, sniffs it and he, like, does weird shit. But, like, I was like, oh, damn. That's that dude. No wonder he's creepy. <laughs> like, just yeah. really, really hit. But, uh... I guess it doesn't matter. You don't even know who the fuck I'm talking about. No.
0: But other yeah. people might.
1: <laughs> I might not include that. I'm editing this. It's
0: like <laughs> my <laughs> excitement was Dash. Oh, shut down. Uh, okay. Um yeah. After watching this, I completely understand why this is a failed pilot. <laughs> I mean, so what? Crispin Glover, the main, I guess, star. Um, Mm -hmm. of this pretty much like starts the whole thing out by saying us teens are misunderstood and Uh, you know we have more to our lives than just smoking dope (laughs) um it pretty much goes through like a bunch of random skits of like what teenagers do and what they think about and what scares them and what gets them excited and it's just like all over the fucking place and it's corny as hell granted the 80s are corny as hell but i just feel like this was just so bad (laughs) the all
1: how many different musical scenes were there after the
0: first one i was like oh no
1: (laughs) i was really hoping that was going to be the only one and then i was horribly disappointed
0: i know for a fact there's at least two but there's very good chance that it could have been more
1: there's at least four
0: yeah and so like and the thing is like this group of friends there's like like what 10 friends at least like it's a big group of friends and so like for example the first Music scene. They all come in and they want this gas station to give them, like, you know, money for their bottle returns. And the guy's like, No, I'm going to lose money if I do this. I didn't sell these to you. And then the kids just like break out into song. And there's just like, you know, 10 kids running around the store, like pulling chips from the aisles and like banging on like jars and like, screaming and it just doesn't make any sense as to why they're doing that and you know they grabbed their food and then they kid just said put it on my tab and then they left they literally
1: stole all the food and also took all the bottles with them because when they left the store there were no bottles left yeah, on exactly. the counter
0: <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was very stupid, but in that scene, well, I guess the first scene that we saw Nicholas Cage, um, they introduced, um, Crispin introduced him as this is my best friend, Nick. And by the way, everyone's real names are used as their character names, which was dumb. But anyways, so he's like, this is my best friend, Nick. And it like shows you know, camera on Nick doing one armed push ups in the sand. So aggressively, too. Like, yeah. really just, uh, Yeah, grunting uh. and like just going all in. And then Crispin's like, here's my best friend because, oh, uh, would you tell this guy he couldn't be your best friend? <laughs> it was like, oh. It was so corny. But yeah. So they set the stage that Nick was this macho man. And we're like, obviously. Um, but yeah, so we we kind of first saw him just uh being very like manly man. But then in the dancing scene, we got to see a close up of his face, and oh my god, that boy's grill was full.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I I see I um did a timestamp of like, you know, when he first like gets into the camera and shows his face, it was at six minutes and 24 seconds. And like his mouth was just like, he had a big old gap and they weren't just like gapped. It was gapped and snaggled. And so it was, it was a train wreck and man, it was hard to look at, but you couldn't look away. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I wonder when he got his teeth fixed. And you think, like, being in his family, like, his family, like, has a ton of talent. I was looking at his family tree. One of them was, like, a composer. Another one was, like, a famous flautist. Like, the older composers, like, his or his older relatives, like, his grandparents and great-uncle and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like his his one uncle who's the director and then he's got a lot of famous actor cousins and brothers and like his family is just very much in that culture and so how could they not afford to fix his fucking teeth
0: <laughs> and the thing was he was 17 so it's not like you know he was a he was a young kid still trying to lose some of his baby teeth before he got his braces like no like he was he was ready for it, and he should have got it. But, you know, it didn't stop him from becoming a star, and it'll be interesting to see. I guess we'll see as his movies progress when he does get his teeth fixed.
1: Yeah, I was just I was just looking at um, the, the screen grabs that I got from his role in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and I couldn't tell because I can't see his teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to like rewatch it and pay attention to that. <laughs> I'm not about to do that. So. Yeah. No. Nick Cage definitely really was him throwing his throwing his whole self into it yeah. and everything <laughs> that he was in. One of my favorite scenes uh, is. I mean, I didn't like the whole scene um, when he was like trying when he was like, oh, what was that kid's name? Kevin, the one that couldn't get a date. The oh yeah, really fucking annoying. But he was like. Yeah, girl, this is how you look. Hi! Hi, how you doing? Yeah, I saw you booking for today. Yeah. Oh, oh, have a donut. Yes. And he, like, acts, you know, like, all, like, pansy or whatever. He's like, wow, well, I'm all tough and cool and whatever. And then he, like, he flexes his muscle and, like, yells. Ah! That's what turns women on!
0: I was like, what the fuck?! Yeah, I also noted that scene in my notes. Oh, my furnace is just coming on. Like, can you hear it? It's being very loud. I I can
1: I turned my heat off before we...
0: (laughs) Well, mine's already dangerously low. So if I turn mine off, (laughs) my pipes are going to burst. Yeah, (laughs) so... I have to keep mine on. Um, Yeah. um, Yeah, so that scene where, you know, he's teaching this other kid, like, how to be a, a, a man's man um he like stops after he like does you know like the pansy imitation or whatever and he like gets in this mode of like you know coming back into being himself and he like does this most dramatic like hair flip looks back and then it was just like it was so him and it's so good to see that his like uniqueness is not like, fake. Like, it's not something that he's developed over his career. It's something that he started with. (laughs) But, you know, what I wonder is, like, do they teach his style of acting in, like, college? Like, you know, in, like, theater schools? Like, is he so, like, if his method, like, is that a thing that other people aspire to use? Or is it, like, just his, like, personal style. Oh, that's his
1: personal style, I, I believe. Um, okay, I just, yeah, I think I found just, like, the, the clip that kind of describes his his acting here. Just the bit that I, I really thought was just kind of interesting. So actor Ethan Hawke claimed in 2013 that Cage is the only actor since Marlon Brando that has actually done anything new with the art crediting him for taking uh, film audiences away from an obsession with naturalism into a kind of presentation style of acting that I imagine was popular with the old troubadours. And the film director David Lynch described him as the jazz musician of American acting. (laughs) Um, Many critics have accused Cage of overacting. Others, including Cage himself, has have described his intentionally extreme performances as mega acting. <laughs> he
0: is more than just acting.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he's he's celebrated for his wild and unhinged approach. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I feel like that summarizes it nicely. I would definitely call Nick Cage a mega actor.
1: hmm Yeah, I definitely think he brings that to all of his roles for sure. I guess with the exception of Fast Times at Ridgemont High because he was very much a small, small (laughs) role in that movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this, like, whole pilot, it's all like, you know, happy-go-lucky, we're just teens, like, we're going shopping, we're doing chores, there's a prom. And then all of a sudden, Nick Cage is like, you know, there's a war coming. And, like, I'm going to get enlisted. That scares me. And I don't want to go to war. Do you think there's going to be a war? I mean, like, I'm registered. They called the draft. I'm in there, man. (laughs) It's just, like, the most, like, random shit. Because it's, like, that was just completely unexpected.
1: Yeah, it got so heavy, so fast, and I was not expecting it no. at all. And he, like, even, I, I I will say, like, to his credit, at the end of that monologue, he choked up a little bit, and I'm guessing it was acting, but it was like, that's pretty good. I yeah. mean, for Nick, for Nick Cage, I mean, like, that was really affecting right there at the end.
0: Yeah, but, it was like, literally the only sad part of this pilot was, like... Him talking about, you know, going off to war and how that's a serious threat as a teenage being a teenager, to a teenager, I guess, during, I don't, I don't even know why. It was during the 80s.
1: When I I looked at, I had to look it up because I, I was like, I had to, I watched the monologue like twice because I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, what the yeah. Salvador things I am my mom would hate me for this because I am not a history person. Like I was the worst in my history class. my My mom, I know she was a history major. Like she taught history (laughs) for a minute. (laughs) She like loves history. And I'm disappointed in you. (laughs) I'm bad with history. So bad. But like, I guess there was some sort of conflict in El Salvador. There was an actual war like that lasted 12 years or something like that. Um, I don't know how much the US was really a part of. I didn't get that deep into it, but I apparently, I mean, like, it wasn't so much that they were drafting anybody. They never ended up drafting anybody into it from the US, I don't believe. But it started in like
0: 79, I think,
1: hmm. and lasted until 90, 91 or something
0: like that. I no. kind of recall him saying that his dad was in the war, and so maybe that's why, like, he felt like. He- he had to be in the war so whether if not he was drafted or not maybe he, that was just gonna be his path i because...
1: think it was because his dad was in the korean war or something like that mm-hmm. his dad was in like one of the other wars his dad was a military man and his dad like talks about it whatever his dad's a manly man so yeah you know if if nick doesn't have good grades to go to college then he'll have to get drafted into a war if there's a war
0: yeah but like i guess his really like almost, like, facetious way to end it, his, um, you know, mon- monologue about the war was, like, yeah, well, you know, at least if you tell the girls you're going off to war, then they feel bad for you, and they, like, you know...
1: They'll definitely fuck you,
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I guess that was his way of coming back. <laughs> I know, yeah.
1: I know, exactly. Like, he really... Pulls a dick move at the end there. Yeah, but,
0: uh, exactly. Yeah. Like he was being like all serious and all like, I'm scared of this, but at the end of the day, I get pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yup.
1: And then he uses that fucking line too. At the later. <laughs> Yeah. i
0: off to the war in El
1: Oh, Nick. So dumb.
0: Yeah, because of course, this stupid high school life pilot. Ends that everyone's happy at pom and Nick Cage takes like a thirty-year-old woman. <laughs> oh, he takes
1: the girl from the beach. Yeah,
0: that, yeah, yeah. Oh, um,
1: another thing that he did that I questioned um, in the musical number where they're all doing chores and he's doing laundry and he pulls the lingerie out and like makes a face. Uh, He's obviously at home, so it's either, like, his mom's or his sister's. Like, the face that he makes when he looks at the lingerie was a little suggestive, but he's definitely looking at
0: his mom's
1: or his sister's. Okay,
0: for a second, I thought you were just saying laundry weird? (laughs) Like, I thought you were just sort of, like, following up in, like, laundry. I was like, okay, I don't understand. then I understand you're saying lingerie. Yeah. And now I understand that. It makes that weird. I don't remember that part. The only only chore that I remember is, like, they had this car wash. And Nick Cage was, like, pulling into the car wash, and you know that little, like, ramp you have to, like, align your tires on to, like, yeah. you know, get it through? He just, like, runs, <laughs> drives the car straight, like, you know, like, per- like, perpendicular to that thing you have to line up, and he gets out of the car and said, what? That's not my fault. <laughs> I didn't notice that. was <laughs> stupid. I was like, you we literally were driving the car. <laughs>
1: So, uh like a month ago, <laughs> there were these people trying to load a pickup truck into the bed of a trailer um very questionably, like in a very interesting way um it was it wasn't very clear if the truck was even going to fit on the trailer first mm-hmm. of all, and they had to the ramp up was just two loose like metal sheets, mm-hmm. basically that they kind of laid on there that the guy had to drive up and the first time he attempted it he didn't quite line it up right and like just totally beefed it and hit the the ground like didn't like the things fell out underneath him and he hit the the ground and it took like at least three attempts for them to get the truck up and onto the trailer but like holy shit like yeah it reminded me of that
0: damn Yeah, I always wonder, like, sometimes I see like, you know, um, ATVs or whatever in the in like the beds of pickup trucks. And I'm always like, I wonder how you did that. (laughs) Because it does take a lot of like, coordination as far as in a good ramp. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that's something that you and I would just completely fuck up. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I, uh, when I was out in the panhandle in the fall, I refused to touch any of the ATVs. I was like, I'm not riding them. Oh, well, and they told me, like, I had to get, you know, a special, like, I had to go through a special training course before I was allowed to ride the federal ATVs, because we were borrowing them from the federal government. And um, so... I was like yeah that's cool I won't ride them plus I know I'm gonna fuck it up if I touch one so like don't even let me near that thing and uh, this probably won't make it on the podcast cause I'm gonna mention her straight up but kept <laughs> like trying to, <laughs> trying to kept trying to get me to uh, to drive the ATVs. Just like oh come on take, your, take a turn cause like everybody's supposed to take a turn I'm like I haven't had the proper training I'm not gonna fucking touch one because legally if I break that and I haven't had the proper training, that could get me fired technically, like for breaking property. You and know, not like
0: we have a track record of breaking ATVs. Fun fact: Aaron and I used to work together at a county government, and <laughs> <laughs> one day we were in charge of um, spraying invasive species with um, pesticides, and so we had to have this big tank of pesticide that we had to pull with an ATV and our dumbasses got the hose caught under, <laughs> under the ATV, ripped the fucking hose out of the tank. And so we broke that. Um, mm-hmm. And one day we ended up running out. I don't know if we ran out of gas or we just straight up broke it in like the middle of the path. And so we had to push the ATV all the way back into its storage unit And then when eventually we got it into the storage unit, we pushed it too hard (laughs) into something else and we broke the mirror (laughs) of whatever we pushed it into. (laughs) So, like, we're prone to fucking up ATVs and whatever comes in our path with the ATV.
1: (laughs) Any sort of, like, powered equipment should not be trusted. Yeah,
0: I know. I feel like (laughs) we're just not... um, mechanically inclined individuals so that is true and
1: i i tell that to every single like employer i have I'm like yeah uh with a lot of supervision and training i might be able to make this work but uh, yeah. <laughs> the
0: best i can do is a screwdriver <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah i feel that anyways do we have anything yeah. else that we want to talk about the best of times did you well, did you have the best of times watching this
1: I did not. I was so annoyed the whole time. Some parts were kind of funny, but for the most part, I was just ready for it to be over. <laughs> Same. Was I was, was watching corny.
0: the fucking clock the whole time. Like, goddamn, I still have thirty more minutes of this shit. <laughs> like, oh, this uh, hurts. What else are they gonna possibly talk about? And then they find some let's sing a song about wearing jeans
1: <laughs> yeah it was so, so stupid it was not good you know definitely glad it never got picked up mm-hmm. it's not worth watching um glad no. it was on youtube for us to to view but uh
0: yes i'm thankful for the the free watch if we had to pay for that i would be even more upset um <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, it was a good introduction to the life of Nick because it just showed us how, how kooky he is even at the ripe age of 17. And so um, definitely excited to see what else he has to bring to the table because, honestly, the br- the biggest critique is that he didn't have enough screen time <laughs> because I think there was only, like, you know... Like four good scenes of him, and after that is just like everyone else's bullshit. And I was like, I could care less. Oh. Um, so yeah, need more Nick Cage. Um, thankfully we're doing this podcast so we can get more Nick Cage. Hell yeah. Um. Okay. So then moving on from the best of times to uh best
1: times at Richmond best times. which which, i did not watch because it's not
0: available on any platform and um so
1: you watch it (laughs) yeah i figured out um sunday when i went to watch it because i own this on dvd um we watched this when i was growing up which maybe isn't the best thing for a young child to be watching because um, there's a lot of sex and nudity, and yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a classic '80s teen movie. Um, really love it, but apparently it's available on like the Stars subscription, mm. which I didn't realize I was still subscribed to, and I had to cancel that.
0: <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, it sounds like a good movie, but it's a good movie that is apart from Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is not what makes this movie good. Oh, definitely. So,
1: um, Nicolas Cage has, and maybe he shows up in more than two scenes, but really, he appears in about two scenes in the entire, uh, movie. One of them is in the very beginning. He is in kind of like this intro sequence where, uh, you know, they're showing like teens in high school. It's the first day back at school and i'm gonna send you
0: this picture that i took (laughs) so it is a picture of nicholas cage sticking a piece of paper on someone's back that says i am a homo (laughs) good job nick
1: yeah that's about six minutes and 50 seconds into the uh the flick
0: Damn, so, coming out with strong opinions. Okay.
1: And the second one, he's in the kitchen. That's at about 29 minutes and 40 something seconds. The scene is uh, where character Brad is about to get fired for yelling at a customer.
0: It says 100% guaranteed, you moron. Mister, if you don't shut up, I'm going to kick 100% of your ass.
1: But, anyways.
0: Um, so, how is it? That Nicholas Cage as a teenager still looks like thirty years old. <laughs> he just has like the most like the longest like face for one. Yeah, and it's
1: just I think it's those lines, you know, by yeah, those little like lines. like the frown that he yeah. got going there.
0: What are those yeah. called?
1: I don't know what those are called.
0: They're like the like, lines between your nostrils and your lips. But like, yeah, between, for your cheeks. Yeah. yeah. Don't know what they're, I called, don't know what but they're called. He's got them very, he got him at an early age, and so he already <laughs> looks like he's depressed and wants to kill himself like most 30-year-olds I know.
1: <laughs> he's got a little bit of a cleft,
0: too, doesn't he? Well, like it. I don't know. He's but just yeah. got so much face for such a, I don't know if, I don't even know if his head is small, but he has so much face that fills out his head. It makes his head look small. (laughs) Yeah. So let's see the, um, description of our next Nicholas cage movie, which is Valley girl produced in 1983 says when Valley girl, Julie dumps her preppy boyfriend, she unexpectedly finds love with rocker. Randy, AKA Nick cage. Much to the dismay of her valley girlfriends who find Julie's punk honk to be grody to the max. For sure. Oh
1: my god.
0: So that's gonna... (laughs) That's gonna Uh. be pretty fucking ridiculous to watch. I'm very excited about how stupid this is gonna be. I haven't seen this one. Have you ever seen this one? I've never seen this. And... You know, seeing rocker Randy, I'm excited. His um, outfit and I guess the the cover art is him just wearing like a vest without any shirt on underneath and a tie. So like, you know, he's fucking cray cray.
1: (laughs) I wonder if he's ripped in this one. I mean... All that working out on the beach from the I best know. of times probably one arm push
0: ups have been preparing him for his next role.
1: Oh God, I can't wait! I'm so excited to just jump on into this shit. I, I know,
0: just... I know, and now we're gonna get like something real where it's actually him, primarily him, and hopefully it's gonna be better quality because that that fast uh or the best of times was. That hard was. because it was so like blurry and shitty, and I think I
1: think it was just the one that we watched. But I mean, I don't think any version would have been good. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm excited to start diving into some of his his early, work. Like, you know.
1: Yes. Really judge his character now.
0: Yes. Quote.
1: I am the most beautiful man you have ever seen. My magnificent biceps drive you wild with desire, Unquote.